All right, everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Gasol Education Show. Today we are, uh, we're starting our newest segment. So uh, this new segment of podcasts we're calling Young Guns. So this is people in the profession you may not know about yet, but uh, Brett and I truly believe are going to be the profession's future and we're gonna be doing like crazy things in the next five, 10 years that uh, are, are gonna be kind of following in, in maybe the, the older, older clinician's footsteps. And so uh, we're gonna kind of highlight three different clinicians today. So we're here at the DNS a course at, at Winchester Spine and Sport for Gestalt Education. And uh, so we've got three unique uh, uh, clinicians here today, Tony Katakis, Justin James, Michael Heinrichs. Um, and they're all kind of in dis different situations, different points in their careers, but um, but all still uh, just absolute savages and, and people that we love being around. And so uh, we're going to kind of get into to depth into, you know, their, maybe their struggles in this first couple of years, how their, their lives have transitioned a little bit and uh, that kind of stuff. So maybe just really quickly, like, you know, 15, 20 seconds, go around and just say kind of what your practice situation is, what your, your uh, practice is. Tony, you want to start? Yeah. Um, so I'm inside of a performance facility. I have a background as a strength conditioning coach and I worked at this facility while I was in school and uh, it's in Chesterfield. So that's the reason why I'm, I'm still in town here. Uh, I basically grew roots. I thought I was going to leave the whole time, had a great facility and a great opportunity there. And um, I'm inside of a PT clinic, inside of a performance facility, and I basically have one room and I bring people in and out all day. Nice. Justin? Uh, yeah, so I'm in uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Um, just opened my second office inside of a gym. Uh, graduated in August, so I've only been out about eight months, nine months now. and. Uh, Two offices. I've got one that's a traditional, more chiropractic uh, rehab side, and then the gym side. I've got one room, and then kind of uh, take people in and out, kind of exactly like you, Tony. Mm -hmm. uh, one room. I'm in and out of the gym all day with with, with you know the athletes and stuff. So mm -hmm. really cool setting. All right, Mike. Um, I'm originally I'm from Des Moines, Iowa. My practice is in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, I worked for two other guys for about three years here as an associate position. Um, great experience. I wouldn't trade that for anything. Learned a lot. I'm now opening my own practice in Des Moines. Mm -hmm. um, my situation is a little different than these guys. I have, uh, it's, if, if anybody's listening has been here to Winchester Spun Sport, it's a small version of that. It's, mm -hmm. I have three treatment rooms and then kind of a, a gym setting on the back of it that's like 600 square feet. So pretty small, but still will function for what I need it to, to function in. So. Yeah. I think Des Moines is like the most underrated city in the United States of America. Yeah. The first time I went to Des Moines, I thought it was going to be Davenport. Right. Nothing against Davenport, but <laughs> Des Moines, I got this hip side to it. I mean, it's right. like really a really neat city. Yeah, so. It was kind of the, that's home for me. So, uh -huh. yeah. Back, back. Absolutely. Well, let's maybe uh, talk through. So, uh, Tony, you had a little bit of a, uh, a different start to your practice and mm -hmm. your career. And so, uh, maybe what were the challenges and then what drove you to to decide to, to do what you did? Yeah, I guess making a very long story short, I thought I was going to jump into a practice with an already established gig. And um, so when I, I graduated, I didn't really do a whole lot. I thought I was going to join and I was going to basically take on all their systems and kind of do what they do. Um, I knew it wasn't a great fit kind of when I thought about it on my own and I wanted to kind of do things a little bit more forward thinking, use a little bit more rehab or, or I guess bring things into the, the new era, um, especially when treating athletes. Long story short, like I said, uh, things didn't really work out. 
and it, and really it, it it all worked out for the better because I ended up being able to open up this. Uh, there are two closets in the back of this PT clinic that I knocked down the wall in the middle of the two. Uh, shut down the door on, on the one side and then uh, with the great relationship that I established they let me stay rent free and getting started that was everything and so right out the gate I went all cash no insurance and everybody told me how I wasn't gonna be able to do that and, and it was gonna be this huge challenge and in the first six months I was tested and, and so many times so many times I thought well yeah you know after you know, in six months, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, go the whole in-network route. And, uh, you know, the schedule just kept on filling and filling and filling. And, uh, you know, I started to finally gain a little confidence in myself. And when I first started, like I said, it, 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 I just slapped it together because it wasn't the original plan. It was kind of plan B. I was, I was reaching for something to grab onto as I was falling backwards. And uh, basically, I try to automate as much as I can. I don't have a front desk staff. I use online booking. Uh, but the main thing that's helped me grow a practice, and I think the main, I guess, piece of value that I could provide anybody who's looking to do something like this is relationships, relationships, relationships are so important. Mm -hmm. I've, I haven't done a lick of marketing. I just made a website in October and I'm almost two years in. And, and I was almost, when I made my website, I was almost to like 67% booked. Wow. And the reason why, or the reason I was able to kind of book my schedule to that point was because of basically four people. Um, I found that I, I wanted to work with athletes, so I went where athletes went. And there's a baseball coach who just does basically just pitching uh, here in St. Louis. His name's Adam Jansen. Uh, and he's got like 130 guys, ton of guys going D1, ton of guys throwing over 90. Uh, has pros coming back uh, and forth every now and then. Uh, and then another uh, group inside the facility that I'm at, uh, Elite Baseball Academy, uh, Dent McNamee, Jacob Buffa. They both worked with the Astros for a while. Jacob Buff is still doing sports science with the Astros. They have a ton of guys. They send me their guys. And then uh, Elite Football Academy, Matt Beerman, it's his place, sends me a ton of guys. And then I think uh, last and, and really most importantly, Jeff Lavecchio, he's a hockey strength conditioning coach. He's the guy in St. Louis for yeah. hockey strength conditioning. He's full of energy. People gravitate toward him. I, I, I made friends, genuine friends with these four people and then these four people who are in charge of a ton of other people sent me their people. And, and, and I, I really did nothing other than try to find out maybe what their issues were, what their problems were, and, and, and give them some sort of solution. So on the baseball side of things, it was assessments and correctives. Uh, on the hockey side of things, it was injuries. Football side of things, it was injuries. How can we keep guys kind of playing and moving mm -hmm. forward? And uh, strength conditioning, same thing, back pain disc herniations, uh, how can we continue to get these guys kind of back on track and moving forward uh, so they don't have to take time off or whatever. And, and the way I made these relationships, and Taylor, you and I have talked about this, is, is genuine friendships. It's not, yeah. you know, salesy, it's not soliciting, hey, look at me, I know everything, you should send all your people to me. It's, hey, I wanna know more about you, what do you do, what are you passionate about, you know? How can we be friends? And, and really these four people, or these four businesses that I just mentioned, all the, the people in charge of those have become my best friends. Yeah, that's awesome. That's and so not awesome. being from St. Louis, like now those people are truly my best friends and I love them like family. Yeah. And they make this place feel like home. 
but they also make my business work, <laughs> work. and grow. And, and I, I, I absolutely love my job and I love what I do. I always tell people, uh, I guess when growing a practice and doing what I do or, or doing what we do, rule number one is uh, don't suck because everybody in your town, wherever you're from, is doing the bare minimum. And it's so easy just to get above that. If you do a little bit of McKenzie, if you do a little DNS, maybe some needling, whatever, uh, you go the extra mile and don't suck. And then rule number two is don't be a dick. So many people are out there uh, trying to be know-it-alls, trying to kind of push their services on people, trying to, uh, I guess, solicit advice when when it's not uh warranted or, or yeah. wanted and and you know they come off as a dick so if you're truly not a dick you're able to make friends and you don't suck i think you can make it just about anywhere you go yeah we well, call it here relationship collateral which means like uh you know in my career i i i follow by your rules you know i try to never burn a bridge you know so then like down the road when i need a favor out of somebody they're way more likely to do it for me because I've treated them well along the way, you know? And I think that's a, that's a really good point. We, him and I, Taylor and I have talked a lot about it's relationship collateral because you never know, like you're used to, I think the five of us are probably used to always doing favors for people. Every once in a while you need somebody to return that for you. So then like when you call on them, then they're there for you because you were there for them, you know? Right. But what's ironic, very few people are able to pull that off. Like they start thinking, well, I mean, I, I don't have time for that. I don't have time to help you out. And like, and Taylor and I know here, I mean, like customer service is everything. So like, we always try to always take care of people. If we're talking about students, it's like taking the time to always like answer questions, to be there for them, you know, never to big time anybody to always, you know, have that moment with them because um, that's how you should treat humans, honestly. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Well, I think it, it's a good good point with your relationship. So, uh, yeah, you you grew up from the dirt, basically, and some of that. So, Justin, yours is, a, is maybe just a hair different. That you're a second generation Cairo. Yep. You mm -hmm. kind of stepped into an office, and, but then how did you kind of blaze your way and, and kind of figure out where where your mark was in that? Yeah. So my dad has been practicing for about 31, 32 years now. Um, been fairly successful, kind of got burnt out on chiropractic for a while because it was the same kind of adjust everybody, stem everybody out the door. Um, and so he kind of got out of it. Um, so when I stepped in, thanks to COVID, actually I was able to start my practice while I was still in school. So I'm coming up on a one year anniversary, April 1st, uh, wow. when we actually kind of came in and, and started, um, went into his office and pretty much changed it completely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> went from adjust everybody, stem everybody, to adjust in rehab, to adjust in PNS, to adjust in MBT, to adjust in everything else. Um, and he was How was that transition? Not I, great. What, 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 not great. <laughs> uh, I mean, were the patients yeah, like, what, what, you know, like. So, uh, he's, again, he's been around for a long time. Yeah. So, he's got a pretty good rep around town. And sure. And the patients love him. Uh, he, however, was not a big fan of all the rehab and all that stuff because he hadn't really been exposed to it. Mm. So, it was me and him were kind of fighting, not physically fighting or arguing, but kind of <laughs> button heads a little bit. I got my money on you. Button heads a little bit though um, because he was kind of stuck in that old school, let's mm -hmm. x-ray everybody, let's do all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And when I came in and kind of changed everything, flipped everything the other way, um, it took a while for him to kind of get on board and he saw the patient outcomes 
and now he's fully on board and he loves everything I'm doing. And, and he's he still practicing with you or no? Yeah, yeah he's, cool. he's getting into funk med. Right. And so uh-huh. I'm kind of getting into more of the patient side, uh, adjusting and rehab, and he's getting more into the funk med side. So it's it's been a really cool transition. The patients have been, they were resistant to, at first, to the rehab stuff, because they were used to just adjustments. You know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get adjusted, I'm gonna get STEM. And he had gotten with an MD too, and so they started doing shots and this kind of stuff. and. And that's where they were. And then when I came in, it was, I wasn't totally against shots, but I was, let's try this other stuff first and then we'll do shots if we need to. Mm-hmm. And uh, it took a little while. And, but now again, with outcomes, once you, once they see the outcome and they feel better, mm-hmm. move better and all that stuff, uh, they're fully on board. And it's, it's been, it's been really, really cool. So, and you, uh, you spent some time with Jude, right? Yeah. So yeah. I was can you talk about that experience? Yeah. I started Try 9 at the University of Memphis uh, as an intern. And again, COVID hit like right at the end of Try 9-ish, right around spring break time. And uh, got to work with a ton of athletes. Jude is a stud. Yeah. Knows, God, he knows everything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how he remembers half the stuff that I forget. Uh, he's, he's awesome. I uh, was able to pretty much do what I wanted to. And he stepped in, you know, and kind of guided me around around those uh, the hard cases and stuff uh, and then COVID hit and we went from more in person with the athletes to more online kind of helping me with the business side and how to build that yeah. and how to do you know the assessments and stuff where the athletes weren't there so it, it was really really cool really really cool to get to see that awesome that's really cool uh well yeah two two kind of different and then mike um your your practice setting was uh traditional cairo i would say to to, to begin with and then um, they do they do a lot of rehab technique they, they yeah. do what kind of we do in this realm sure. um they just are a little bit older than us, mm-hmm. and I don't think they've came back around to basically continuing to re-up their education sure. on that end of it. So it's not keeping up with the, to modernize what, you know, when they were in school, it was probably this is what they had for the mm-hmm. rehab side of things, and, and they're still doing that. It's not a, you know, high volume kind of that sure. kind of aspect of it, but it's, uh, so yeah. there's the rehab. It's just a little bit smaller than what I wanted. We don't have a lot of, uh, know room to get them out and get them moving which, which you guys are telling me that you know all he needs a room right i need a lot more space i felt like and yeah. you know for anybody that's going into a so my preceptorship turned into an associateship position and then you know that was kind of what sparked me into into that side of things but anybody that's going kind of that route just you know know that it's you know it is beneficial both ways as far as is that you know if you if you're scared to open up your own practice right away and you want to I think the learning aspect of it was great it was you know everything I wanted out of a they were kind of the, the dudes mm-hmm. in the they're they're in a suburb of Des Moines so they were kind of the dudes in the area so it was like okay if that's where I want to be why not uh, get get it from them so well yeah. I think it's important too and mm-hmm. I mean um, with your previous situation mm-hmm. and Justin with your dad like do, you don't, you know, just because somebody's doing something maybe a little bit different than what you do, it doesn't like no. make them not Correct. as good or anything like right. that. And mm-hmm. For sure. I think it, in our profession, it's really easy. Like we kind of turn on our own, and uh, so I think that you know we all, you know, it, you got to watch because we For never sure. want to. I mean, it's hard because For so sure. many times yeah. you're like. Well, it's not exactly the way I would do it, but then I, the litmus test for me is would I send a family member to that person? You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. a lot of times, like, I mean, we have our top 
50 chiropractors in the world they're just special people but then you also have like that other layer of people that you're like yeah in a pinch i would definitely send them to you know whoever you know right and the other thing is they're when you look at the end of the day they're still getting people better right so you're like okay yeah exactly they're not doing any harm so it's okay yeah exactly exactly and then mike take us through like the the kind of uh you're you're getting ready for build out you're so (laughs) you're in the thick of things so uh you're still smiling yeah (laughs) he's got a drink in his hand right now i was telling some of the you know the kids that are still in school here that are are, you know going through i was like you know I'm, i'm pretty even keel like a lot of things that would stress a lot of people out you know my i switch contractors now um the first guy just wasn't I didn't I don't think he saw like the whole picture of what I wanted business office space. He saw just a commercial building and he was gonna uh you know build a commercial space and I, I needed someone to understand like what this whole realm because realistically the people you're working with here chiropractic and unfortunately for our world they see something different. You know, they automatically go, Oh, you backcracker, you know, or something yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, that manipulation is a huge part of what we do, but that's not all we do, right? Right. And so um there, you're gonna, when you go out to start building a practice and go into this realm and you know this, it's, there's always another obstacle. You think you're riding smooth and all of a sudden you get a phone call that sometimes you don't want to answer your phone if you don't know the number. It's always something. It's always, <laughs> it's always something. And you get a phone call and you're like, hey, this is going to set us back another two weeks. You're like, for what? I thought we had this, you know, mm-hmm. you know under control, but we'll get there. That's kind of the, you're always, you know, in golden minds. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a silver lining. It's giving me more time to, you know, make those relationships that Tony's kind of talking about. I, I have a good core, um, group of people in Des Moines that I, you know, from being from just south of Des Moines Carlisle, I have a good group of people that I already built a lot of these relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's just branching out and kind of letting those kind of expand and meet more people kind of that realm of it. But. I tell the story, my wife and I were at our first location and it was like an old house that we converted. Okay. So we're like putting out the sign that says coming soon, Winchester Chiropractic. And this old man stops by mm-hmm. and he says, Son, the only thing that makes it here are bars and churches. He goes, you basically have no chance of making it. <laughs> and like, you know, I'm pretty, you know, like when I put my mind on something, usually I can make it happen. So I, but that shook me. So I remember going home that night and not sleeping a wink and like literally looking at my wife, like, what are we doing? Like, you know, <laughs> but then, and I always tell Taylor, like on your worst day, you just wake up the next day. And that's what's so amazing about being a human being. It's like for somehow you're like ready to take it take on it the next again. day. It's like, I have a similar story. I was I got an Uber from the airport in Des Moines, and it's like he picks me up, and it's like a mobile chiropractic on the door, and it's the Uber, oh, it's the Uber, geez. and he's sitting there telling me. How, so I start, I don't tell him what I do. Right. I start questioning him. I'm like, you know, how does the mobile thing work? You know, how does that work for you? And, and he just starts that. Like I've never, I don't know why anybody would have a standalone practice. You know why that that makes zero sense. And so I finally just hit him with, so why are you driving for Uber then? If it's so great. Yeah, <laughs> I hit him with that, and he never did find out that I was a <laughs> But it was, it was funny to see him. Kind of yeah, like, like, well, on if, you're, if your model is so great, yeah, you know, why are you driving Uber right now? That is amazing. My, dad, my dad actually tried to get me to not come to chiropractic school. Hmm. Like when I told him that's what I wanted to do, he was like, "Are you are you sure you want to go to chiropractic school? Because he, he knows how hard it is, yeah. right? I mean, are you are you sure? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I want to do." And about halfway through, I, I, God, God, he's right. I got to get out of here. This is the worst decision I've ever made. <laughs> and about that time, I was introduced to you and MPI and R2P and ENS and all that. And it changed my whole world. Yeah. So, I mean, that's 
anybody starting a practice, just persevere. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be okay. Yeah. Just yeah. take a breath yeah. and just push through. Yeah, yeah. The next day, like I said, the next day is the next day. You're good to go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's not, not yep. you go ahead. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. No. Yeah. No, Rarely is it sunshine. You have a great day and then the next day is just full of eating shit. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's like uh, exactly. all day, all like all day every day is the humble pie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get four no betters in a row. Like, oh. <laughs> These guys hate me. I'm the same, I'm the same. <laughs> we have a joke, Brett and I usually walk in, we make eye contact, say take a sip of coffee, look at each other and go, let me guess, no better. <laughs> <laughs> and just yep, and you yeah. turn around and go right back to the room. Two hours later, that coffee becomes a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, like at the end of the day, the, the things that make all of us successful is that we do persevere. Like you know, you find a way to to be competitive in your results and be competitive in your relationships and be competitive in in your ability to just kind of like persevere and push through. And so, Inslee Duckworth calls it grit, right? And right. so. The ability to to persevere over a long period of time. Anybody can do it short term, but to do it over long term, that's when success starts piling up. It's like when you do it uh, consecutively. And so, mm-hmm. or to treat people well on a bad day too. Mm-hmm. Like if that includes your staff, yeah, sure. it's like it, I think if you're on your game, like you may be, you may feel like crap. You may not feel good, but like the people around you, your patients, they can't feel the difference. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like very few humans are capable of doing that. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, like some some people, you just know when they're having a bad day, and they're the true savages. Like, yep. you know, they're able to just kind of persevere. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. So maybe uh, just to, to conclude here, one piece of advice you give a younger self, Tony, Justin, Mike, uh, and, and just like one one closing thought that you'd kind of give maybe students and docs, maybe in your similar situations. Um. For me, I think number one is it's trust yourself. I had no trust in myself coming out. I thought I had to rely on this big group uh, and I thought I had to compromise what I wanted to do. Uh, I thought I had to kind of sell my soul to, to make it. But really, at the end of the day, uh, if I was just to trust myself and go all in right from the beginning, I don't even want to, like, who knows where I would be right now, you know? Uh, and still to this day, I still have to struggle with that internal battle of being an entrepreneur and starting a business and 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 you know taking your licks every day um yeah i struggle with that trusting myself and and i'm always trying to kind of work on myself and so really i would just say trust yourself that that, that's the main thing because you're capable of so much more uh than you really think and what's possible financially what's possible personally what's possible uh professionally um, it, it's actually a lot higher than, than what you might be, you know, uh, thinking. Yeah. What could Todd Nieder have done different to it? Uh, higher <laughs> oh, no. What a cut. Uh, Todd Nieder's my Check best friend. Me. And Tony was like, oh, I'm open to wherever. I'm like, oh, dude, Harrisonburg, Virginia. One of my best friends is there. I so. loved it. And he was a great guy, too. Like, amazing guy, an amazing college town. And he treated me amazingly. And, and I was... If I was going to go into that setting, like I always had that thing in the back of my head. Like I'm a very entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, I come from an immigrant family. All I know is like hard work, hustle, and and yeah, I, I always wanted to start my own business. And so like, you know, I thought I had to do the the whole thing, like join a big group practice. But at the back, like in the back of my mind, 
no matter what I was going to do, it was going to be very short term. And so that was kind of the thing that kicked me over the edge at the end when I just, you know, went for it all uh, was I'm going to do this anyway. Mm. Uh, and I've learned a ton through the process of just throwing myself in the deep end, mm. uh, which was the main thing holding me back. Didn't think I was going to learn everything I needed to learn. Uh, turns out you can just spend all your money on uh, Gestalt education <laughs> and, uh, and, and you got the clinical side uh, all covered. I'll so. figure it out. <laughs> what a plug. Yeah. I'll give you your 20 later, man. Uh, yeah, I'll like yeah. yeah. I'll 50. All right, Justin, any, any uh, advice? Yeah, kind of just to kind of piggyback a couple of what Tony said, uh, trust yourself and don't be afraid. You know, it's it, it's okay to fail. You, know, you you're you said it today, I think, and I think it maybe yesterday. You're not going to get everybody better, right? You know, it's and that's okay. You know, you you can't heal everybody. You know, you can't help everybody. As long as you tried your hardest yeah. and you did, that's you, all. You gave your best shot. Your patients gave it their best shot. You explained everything the way that they needed to understand, and it just didn't work out. That's okay. It's it's okay to not be. Perfect. Right. You know, it's it's progress, not perfect. Mm. So progress every day. Just be a little bit better than you were the day before. Yep. Mm-hmm. And everything's gonna be okay. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really good. Yeah, yeah really good. Great. Mikey, for me, uh, just never stop learning. I feel I don't. You know, whatever point in your career you're at, I feel like the the learning never stops. Um, it's always something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in that aspect, and then always keeping. You know, the the end goal why you got into this profession is for the most of us is you had this idea that you wanted to help people. So, you know, whatever you're doing at the end of the day, that's your, your primary objective. Right. Even though you have all these other hats that you're putting on throughout sure. the day and, mm-hmm. um, you know, keep that patient in, in, in mind and keep learning and that's kind of, that'll lead you to the next step and keep pushing you forward. So. One day at a time. One yeah, day at a time. Oh, well, the only easy day was yesterday. When yeah, the, there you go. Oh, man. <laughs> it, it embrace that and yeah. you're going to be fine. Yeah, yeah. when the current day. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We always, uh, if you guys know who Jocko is, Jocko yeah. Miller, you know, everything that bad happens in your life, you just say, good. So, <laughs> my wife just left me, good. <laughs> lost everything, good. <laughs> no. But I, I always, uh, one, of, one of the things I always remind myself too is Tony, Tony Robbins tells a story about a Spanish Navy captain that um, all of his men, they're getting ready to take this island and his men were nervous and they were, you know, weren't were, were all in and stuff like that. And so he finally, he just lit the boats on fire and uh, they had no choice but to take the island. And so Tony Robbins always says, you know, if you want to win the day, burn your fucking boats and go boats. for it. Yep. So that's one of the things. Yeah. Yep. I think all three of you kind of touched on similar things of just like at the end of the day, if you want to own your own business and if you want to grow something big, burn your fucking boats and, go and stuff's going to happen. There is, no, there is no plan B. Yeah. 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 Right. You have to yeah. succeed. Yeah. Because if those who, given the choice between failure or death and, and success, succeed, they're usually going to succeed. So, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> How much easier would it be to just be an associate somewhere? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. Uh, I know. Yeah. yeah. You don't know until you're the, on the other side of yeah. it. Yeah. 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 It's not always a sunshine and rainbow. No. I think I, I work seven days a week. I yeah. see patients six days a week, and and every Saturday, unless I'm at a seminar here, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I am working every Saturday, and I probably make fifteen percent of my income on Saturdays. Uh, but it 
it's a thing that never sleeps and it's always with you mm -hmm. and I can never let it go and yeah. I'm a total workaholic, but I love it. Yeah, yeah exactly. I love it. Yeah, exactly. I'm addicted wouldn't, to it. wouldn't trade it for anything. No. You guys know the movie Rounders? He knows this about me. No. There's a part, you don't know the movie? No. Oh my gosh. It's Man listeners, you've got to watch this movie. It's on Hulu right now. It yeah. is. Oh man. It's about poker, but anyways, there's a part, so Jackie, Ch is it, who's the best player in the world? Uh, Johnny Chan? Johnny Chan. Johnny Chan's the best player in the world. So Matt Damon's playing this. He's like, you know, a college age kid. He's in law school, but he's really good at poker. And so he's got this moment in the movie where uh, he just basically, so he goes head to head with Johnny Chan. And the exact line is like when he's trying to describe this to his. Uh, so to his he, he beats him. And Johnny Chan's like, did you have the card? And he said, I don't know, John. And he throws it in. And so, you know, he calls him John. And so then he, he's telling his buddy. Yeah. So basically he's like, I had to know, I had to sit with the best in the world and I had to know that I could beat him. And like, so to that point, he's basically saying like, you can't be scared. He's like, I could just get my teeth kicked in here, but I just had to know, like, you know, like I just got to know like, how do I, Where am I step at? up? Where am I, Where am I at right now? So. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you so much for, for sitting down with us and uh, for being That's loyal uh, people, you know, members of Gestalt Education. People like you are what make Brett and I strive to do awesome stuff with Gestalt and just making us push to do cool stuff on this podcast and stuff. And so uh, we're, we expect big things out of all three of you. Otherwise, we wouldn't no be pressure. Interviewed. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we've told the story before, like same with our interns, like the people that come through the office, like we expect big things because the people before them and the people before us have done amazing things in this world. And so... Uh, um, that's like what we're striving for. We, we, because all education, we want to push people to be Navy SEALs, like the top 10%. There's not a lot of people that can be in that 10%, but we want to, we want people to try to be that top 10%. Those are the people that we want to be around. And we always joke, there's no money in the 90%. Like, yeah. the money's in the 10%. <laughs> I always joke with Greg Huck, it's like, he goes after the 90, we go after the 10. <laughs> <laughs> So um, anyway, guys, I hope this was enlightening. And uh, real quick, what's the best way to get a hold of you guys or to follow you? Uh, what, what's the best, right? Uh, Instagram, Dr. Tony Katakis, um, slide into my DMs. Nice, yeah, perfect. Uh, I'm on Facebook, obviously, Justin James. Uh, Instagram, DocJustin901. So I guess that's it. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much all platforms for me. Iowa Spine and Performance, you can find yeah. there. So. Nice. All right. I'll, I'll tag it in our show notes and, yeah. and we'll share it and stuff. So, uh, well, I uh, hope this inspires you guys to uh, maybe take that jump into to, to doing something that maybe you thought you couldn't and uh, keep crushing patience. Good luck. Yeah.